Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Canuck Otaku Podcast. Chris and Luigi here with part two of our Spring 21 2021 preview. Oh my Got god, it it's the sequel. It's the sequel, <laughs> which for you guys means that this episode com- comes out a couple of days after the last. Uh, for us, it means recording right after our last episode. Correct. <laughs> so uh, we took a bit of a break. I brushed my teeth and washed my face. And I'm ready to go to bed, which I can't because I need to edit part one of our of our preview before we get to that point. So, um, do you have anything to do tomorrow morning? I have a I have a two and a half hour long physio session. Oh, okay, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, so that's going to be fun. Yeah. It's a it's a bike specific physio session. Cool. So it's it's a more um, lower half. Just make, um, yeah. So it's making sure that I'm I'm in the best possible position, both for comfort for my body as well as for um, power transfer. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm just looking forward to doing that. Two and a half hours of having a mask on in a room while I pedal and do cardio. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds entertaining. I guess. Ah. Uh, but yeah, aside from that, nothing, nothing too crazy. So, you, I'll be doing my twelve-hour get... shift. Oh boy! Yes. So, fun stuff. Well, I guess we don't really need to talk about any Star Wars in this episode. Uh, we no. Probably... <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> we can probably just jump right into it, right? Uh, yeah, so um, for those of you that are listening to this, um, Go check our out the first part, uh, first half of our preview, you can go ahead and listen to that before you get into this one. So uh, first half, we talked about a couple sh- uh, I mean, we talked about most of the shows yes. um, uh, regarding this stuff, uh, regarding this season. So um, episode 28 uh, is specifically regarding... Um, Gokshfudo. So it's a single single episode on that discussing the animation uh, choices um, that they that they made with that. And then in our previous episode, we talked about shows such as oh my god, we recorded it two hours ago. I almost forgot. Osamake, Osamake, um, Nagatoro, Nagatoro, uh, Inuma season two, Inuma season two. You talked about Koikimo. I did talk about Koikimo, and. A few shows that I dropped. <laughs> and yeah, that's pretty much it. Mini Dragon a little bit too, I guess. Kobayashi to some extent. Yeah, there we, we talked about quite we talked about quite a bit. Uh, but that's not what this episode is about. So this episode is going to be all about the big hitters. So these are the shows that if they were movies, they'd be released in December because they'd be going up for a best picture award. So these, these for me, or at least the ones that I'm going to be talking about, uh, these are probably my pick in terms of anime of the year contenders, possibly. Mm-hmm. And I say, I say possibly because well, it's hard to say, because, because yeah. the thing is that what I've learned to accept is that there is a certain amount of time that I need when it comes to a show 
where the hype eventually dies down and then you could eventually you can actually become more objective with what it is that you're watching and specifically with one of the shows that that we're going to get into like there's definitely been a lot of hype and i'm i'm i've actually kind of like put this show on the back burner just for a little bit just so that the hype can kind of die down i can look through it through a much clearer lens and then hopefully have much more not really profound but interesting things to say about it but oh we'll, we'll get to that right when we get to that um i think that's a great segue for me to talk about one of the shows that i know you're not talking you're not watching and you know how you said that these are the shows that they would be released in december and they'd be you know contending for you know some awards this show that i'm watching mars red is not that <laughs> this is this is no no but it's a really good show in my opinion this is the show that would become a cult classic if it was a movie something that probably wouldn't win win an award but it would be highly rated and it 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 pains me to say this cuz i know we've already on episode 28 we've already berated on the uh um my anime list reviewers but currently on my anime list it's rated quite low it's well 6.8 it's it's not the worst it has a different art style it has a very dark tone but it it does a lot of things that i i personally like and that's usually what you find with cult classics right like it'll it'll hit with a niche market it'll have yeah, a couple and, things and that then- will just stick with some people. And it usually takes time for that to happen. Correct. With any sort of, I mean, like the one cult classic that I think of that I, that I absolutely love is Scott Pilgrim. And when Scott Pilgrim was released, bombed. Oh, 100%. It did not do well. Now, like people go back at it. Like if you actually watch it and you appreciate a lot of the stuff that Edgar Wright does with the, with the, with the film, it's such a good film, but people didn't look at it that way originally. Now, I'm not saying that this is exactly what's going to happen with this show, but at least with the first three episodes, which is what I've seen, it feels that way. Will it live up to my expectation? I, I, I don't know, but, um, I really love the setting in this. It takes place in 1923 Japan. Uh, it's a very military-esque show, but it deal it has vampires. So it's about a military unit that is formed by the government to deal with vamp- uh, a growing vampire menace in, you know, 1920s Japan. Like it's, it, it's they're still carrying swords. Like sure they have rifles, but they're not automatic or anything. Uh, and, and these aren't vampires, like, you know, like Twilight, like say my name, like, what am I a vampire? No, like it, these are, these are vampires. They're either trying to hide or they're hunting down humans. And the unit that they form turns out that it's actually primarily made, made up of, uh, I guess, soldiers of the military who were bitten and survived 
and have turned, well, I guess, quote unquote, survived because they've turned into undead and they're now vampires and they get ranked, actually. And one of them, the rookie, obviously, you know, because it just works that way, is uh, S tier vampire, whatever, or, or A tier. I think A tier, sorry. There's S tier, but he's A. But the main character is the major or lieutenant colonel. I forget what rank he's he's at, but he's a human. But they put him in charge of that unit. And their job is basically to hunt down vampires. To be honest with you, not a whole lot has happened mm-hmm. in terms of actually hunting down the vampires because they've been introducing a lot of the characters. Uh, they've been, been introducing the setting. But I've fallen in love with all of that just because I guess it kind of goes back. Like I, li- I I actually, I don't know why, but I love military things. Mm-hmm. Um, and whenever there's a military anime, I kind of gravitate towards it because there's just not that many of them. Actually, now that you mentioned that, I... I used to have a big thing for military stuff. Um, like I was re- like full metal, like with full metal alchemist, for example, I was mm-hmm. hugely into just the military rankings. Like I was super into just what's the hierarchy from like major really? to, to the different ranks of Lieutenant and all that kind of stuff. And they eventually get up to the general, the brigadier general, uh, admiral, all that kind of stuff. And, I, I vividly remember like just being on Wikipedia and just looking up like rankings and then like watching as a kid, I just thought to myself, Oh shit. Like, what would it be like if I were, cause if, <laughs> if, cause if you're a state alchemist, you're automatically get the equivalent of major in terms yeah. of the military. So literally like, you could be like a 10 year old kid, but you'd be just bossing around a bunch of adults. <laughs> oh, Good point. Good point. Sick. Uh, this is not quite like that. I feel like this is obviously which is more military. Um, but I love it. I don't know. They even play into the whole like stick of like bunch of military old men. There's a scene where like he, you know, the, the main character, the guy kind of goes in and he has to stand outside of a meeting that's going on. And it's just a bunch of military generals sitting around a freaking circle table and they're just smoking cigars and they're just like, what the fuck are we going to do about these vampires? Uh, just throw him in there or whatever. You know, like the whole it's it's a trope. It's almost stereotypical, but I love it. And the art style is different. It, it great animation, great animation. But the art style takes on like a very dark kind of. I would even say like a, almost like a manga look, but it makes it look unique. Okay, and that might put off some people, but I've been enjoying it a lot so far. I think it deserves at least a seven point five by the general populace, but whatever. Whatever. Uh, my only gripe with it, um, it's on Funimation. Anyway. <laughs> That's enough of a reason to not watch something. <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly, right? <laughs> um, no, I, I do think that it has some pacing issues. Uh, not a lot. Not a whole lot is going on. They've introduced a character briefly that is clearly supposed to be kind of like one of the vampires that they'll be chasing after, but you know, nothing has really happened. But I really want to see this one succeed because I, I, I'm in love with the premise. Um, you know, obviously I grow tired of the whole, this anime takes place in high school or this is a sports anime or this is mm-hmm. just another tournament arc. You know, this is in 1920s. Like it's it's different enough from everything else that's out there right now. And yeah, you know, the vampires are scary. Like truly 
Dracula type vampires. So um with that said though, there's I keep saying that I love vampires and anime and stuff, but I haven't even seen Helsing, so I should watch that show too. Uh and then compare this to that, maybe. But that's Mars yeah, Red. I I remember when we were watching Moriarty and then I told yeah. myself I was gonna read I was gonna read the Sherlock Holmes series. You, you didn't and then I just lost track of Moriarty. Yeah. I guess part of it was that it was winter. Yeah. Was that winter? It was winter. Holy shit. It was winter, shit. yeah. I've lost track of time. And also the show was just... It was, yeah. Oh, how do I describe it? Oh, man. It was not what it's I fan, expected. It just ended up being fan service for girls. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> not yeah. there's anything wrong with that. No, um, no, no. It was, But it was, but that was wasn't, Bando that Galore. That wasn't what I was looking for. I was looking for just intellectual... Mystery. Mind, psychological warfare. Detective. We, yes. We got close-ups of handsome men yeah. in bespoke clothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an English professor. Mm. I'm a detective. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I know. I agree. I, I watched the first episode of season two and I was like, okay, no, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> It was, it was the, I think actually, sorry, just, just just to briefly tell you, I think the first episode of season two was, there's been a murder on this train. <laughs> and it was like, oh, okay. Like, I just, I just There's, love a, there's sh- a train I, murder trope. Like, I love shows where they, they take, they takes an existing storyline and then retell it through another perspective. In yes. This, in this case, the, the villain, right? Yeah. That's what I was expecting. Wicked, Wicked was Wizard of Oz through the perspective of the of the witch. Um, yeah. So, yeah, but I didn't tough. get that because, like, I wanted I wanted to just get more of like what's Moriarty thinking when he's trying to get past and fool Sherlock Holmes? Because we know what Sherlock Holmes is thinking if you read. Oh yeah. If you read the novels, but not Moriarty. Uh, yeah, I know. It's tough. It's tough. Um, but yeah, Mars Red. I do. I do recommend checking it out. It's really good. The other one that I'm watching, which has surprised me a lot, eighty six. Um, I know I briefly talked about it in our episode twenty eight, but yeah, it's the Spider Mecha. Um, I, I literally wrote Spider Mecha anime tackles segregation and the fight for equality. And now that I read that again, calling it a spider mecha is a stretch because there's barely any mecha fighting in it so far. Like there <laughs> is, it, it, it's part of the setting, yes. But the, the main focus is actually the characters. This is fully character driven so far. The main focus is the segregation, the, 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 well, the racism. It, it's, it's literally racism. It's, it, it imagine if, I guess the Nazis, you know, the Aryan, you know, they, if they didn't try to actually expand, but rather they stayed in Germany and they made up the lie that no human lives are dying on the front, but really they're making the Jews fight the fight. Oh, okay. That's literally what this is. It's a bunch of white haired uh, citizens inside of the Republic and inside the 85 uh, kind of like states or 
I guess, regions. But there's an 86th region where they keep every everyone that has every other color. Because it's not like everyone has uh, black hair or whatever. No, you have your, you still have your anime tropes of like orange hair, blondes. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so black are these hair, areas? So these are like segregated areas, or are they just regions? They're just regions. Okay. Uh, territories is what they call it. So I'm just reading my notes. Territories, but yeah, they're they're not segregated within the 85, uh, or at least they haven't mentioned that at all. It's just within the 85, they're just living happily, and then there's an 86th one that no one mentions, other than. And no one knows about it other than like the higher ups in the military. And, you know, they make it a point to always showcase like news outlets literally broadcasting on major screens in the streets saying like, oh, we're we're still taking the fight to our countries out uh, out there who are trying to invade us with uh, but with zero fatalities, like zero casualties, because no humans are dying out there because they literally teach that the... They call them processors. The processors handling the the mecha, they're not human. So it's literally it's literally tackling a very very heavy topic, right? And the main character, uh, she is one of those. She's a military handler, so the person that would be in a little room, just kind of playing battleship, saying, "Oh." so-and-so go there and then so-and-so go there there's enemies coming from your flank like she's kind of like like giving orders so she's supposed to give orders to the humans that are in the mecha but she's the main character who actually cares about them being seen as human can you explain that one more time i'm sorry i know sorry it's 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 very it's very confusing show when when i was watching i was like what the fuck is going on (laughs) Can I can I just try to summarize what's been going on? So there is a there is a supremacist government, yes, who is just this. They take control of a nation, and they're fighting a war. But it's kind of it's almost like a semi proxy war because they're not the ones that are actually doing the fighting. The this this uh, they're slaves basically. The slaves that live in this area 86 are the ones that are actually Correct. doing the fighting. And but, since they're seen as subhuman, yes. um, that's pretty much why they're they're sent into the slaughterhouse. Correct. Okay. All they're right. bred and sent into the, the slaughterhouse, yeah. Okay. And the main character is one of the people that lives inside of the region. She's part of the military. But she so actually tries to is, see them as a the human. The main character is a, is a member of a person that oversees people from 86 basically so the military inside of the region so the military call them the nazis sure (laughs) so since they're not fighting all that they do is they give orders to the ones out there fighting Mm -hmm. so they're they said the main character is sympathetic and she's sympathetic and she actually tries to make connections and that's literally what the show actually focuses on okay to the point where it so much so that I have, I actually do think it has pacing issues. But it does do something interesting that I've never seen in any other show where they'll show the conversation from one end because they introduce all the, the, the squadron that now she's now in charge of, which is actually the spearhead, like the number one. And mm-hmm. of course, they happen to be the most troublesome. She's the sixth uh, handler, they call them, to, to try to take reign of them. And... 
you know, it'll show their end of the of the conversation, all the faces that they're making, and then immediately it will then show her end of the conversation and how she's trying to, you know, reach out to them and make them believe that she's actually trying to help them. So it shows uh, just different perspectives. Back and forth. Back and forth on the same issue. Sometimes it'll even go as far as like putting the ending song like at minute 15. And then after that, it will be the main character, like the girl's perspective. Okay, gotcha. Um, And yeah, like I've only seen like one fight and I think I'm like four episodes in. There's only been one mecha fight and it was like the shortest little thing just to show because obviously the characters are dying. That's a major issue. Um, and just how, what's, I don't even remember her name. How this girl is trying to change everything through basically just Skype calls. Um, and how powerless she is. Because that's all that she can do is just talk to them every night. But somehow these human interactions between the slaves and this girl are carrying the hell out of this show. <laughs> but yes, Skype calls, basically. They all have like little like implants on their ears and she tunes in and it makes like a little sound. And then all the, all of them react like, oh, here she goes again, trying to talk to us like we're humans, but clearly she sees us as pigs. And then she's like, no, I swear, I, I see you as a human. And that's basically what this entire show is. But somehow it's good. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what else, I don't know how else to describe it. I'm being so blatant um, about it. But like, um, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to watch calls. this show just so that I can process exactly everything <laughs> that you told me. Because I, I it's it's a heavy it's a heavy topic. And, and the, oh the thing is, God. they actually focus on the ethical dilemmas by just showing you their conversations and that's all oh, it is okay i need to watch okay i need to watch it now because i've i've been left with more questions i'm i I'm hope so i hope so because i actually couldn't i couldn't figure out how the hell to summarize everything that's going on but i like it <laughs> holy um, shit uh, yeah I, I i i hope you like that because no yeah <laughs> Have you seen? I, I don't. I don't mean to go back to Star Wars, but there is this video from a couple <laughs> years ago where the husband tries to make his to tries to get his wife to summarize what happens in a Star Wars movie, and she, like, like she can't remember like any details, so she's just like half like making up is, stuff, and she can recall some of the names, but just and like for those of you that for those of you that know like the plot of Star Wars, like you know exactly what she's trying to think of. But it's just super funny. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure that's how I sound like. Because I, I mean, I, I don't know how to talk about this without a spoiling anything and b making any sense of it. Because it, it, when you think about it, this entire thing is just like, how the fuck did this even come about? Yeah. But I'm here for it. Um, mm -hmm. I'm I'm in loving it. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm in. in love with it. I'm in. I, I love You've it. You sold yeah. me for better <laughs> for worse. You've sold me. <laughs> on watching on watching 86 uh, i mean um you could you could have yeah. just yeah i guess you it's, kind of said it's like nazi germany but you should have started off with like it it is it is it is it is, it is a situation where it where a um <laughs> an authoritarian government yes. is sending slaves to fight wars for them well but i and, didn't say that 
And one of the leaders of the military that is overrunning the slaves is actually sympathetic towards them. The issue is she's not a leader. Or she's a spearhead or something like that. No, no, she's she's in charge of the spearhead. Yeah, but she's not a she's not a higher up at all. That's the that's okay, the issue. But she fought. Okay, she's all right. powerless as fuck. Okay, oh, dude. she's powerless. Okay, I lost that. In terms of like actually having any influence inside with the government, like her uncle is one of the leaders, and she tries to talk to him, but he's like, "You're you're literally fighting a losing war. Like no one's gonna take you seriously." Mm-hmm. Okay, and and he sides with her. He he. He does so, but he he he's more on the realistic side of like, mm-hmm. you know, like you're not going to change these people's minds. So it's the classic one, what can one person do? Correct. And, and it's the literally like, are we the baddies? Mm-hmm. You know, and she realizes that they are the baddies. Uh, and she tries to fix it through the power of Skype calls. Um, <laughs> so I would say watch this for the interpersonal interactions. Because... It's amazing. I'm going to watch it to find out what happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. It's it's really good. Also, uh, other other pluses are, are the fact that Hiroyuki Sawano is the OST. I mean, the music is bang on. Great animation. What did she good. do the mu- what did they do the music for? Cuz I don't I don't know the name. Uh, Attack on Titan. Okay, yeah. Okay, thank you. Remember that. Yeah. yeah, so um, I, I mean, I don't remember the, I don't, I don't remember the name at all. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Room, room for improvement, though. I would say that this is suffering from the whole too many, too many characters being introduced. But I think that's also because they're probably going to kill off half of them or something like that. Um. So it kind of makes sense, but it, it does make leave me with a question of like, who should I care about? You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the pacing does feel slow because they do show both sides of the conversations. As much as that is a very nice tro- a very nice take, it will make it makes the show go by slower. So, you know, you take even longer on every single interaction. Um, but yeah, dude, Mecca is usually not my cup of tea, but this is some this is some good shit right here. It's essentially if Code Geass was just well, just no action. But I know you also haven't seen Code Geass, but for our mm-hmm. listeners, imagine Code Geass, but instead of uh, mechas on wheelies, it's uh, spider mechas. Why did you start with that? Because <laughs> I've said that before in a previous know, episode. You, should, you, should, you just started your, you just started no, no, your no, spiel no. on it with that. No. I'm happy with how I leave you with uh, so many questions. <laughs> Because I, I, I literally, when I was writing this, I was like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> it's a futuristic country, it. but yeah, and I kept it, yeah. Um, I have, yeah, I, I literally have no clue where this is going, and um, I'm excited. So those are two shows that I'm watching that I know you're not watching. Uh, one show that I know that you are watching, but I'm assuming, I don't know if this is the one that you want to talk about right now. When do you want to talk about Revengers? Revengers? We can talk about it right now. I don't I don't I actually don't I don't have I don't have a whole lot to to say to add to say about it. Um it's I don't have a whole lot written written either. So here's here's the thing. Like I am totally I am totally into the premise. The mm-hmm. whole idea of this of this person that can rewrite history in how he had this former love that died as a 
as a result of gang violence and how he now has the ability to go back in time, put himself into that gang and possibly prevent any future deaths from happening. And like, I, I really, really love that. It's the whole like erased 2.0 where literally, yeah, you're just, you're, you're going back in time to prevent a death from happening. <laughs> uh, yeah, it gave me a lot of Yakuza vibes because it's dealing with Japanese gangs and you just you just get you get you get such like over the top uh, characters, which makes me wonder if whether or not it's actually just a real thing that actually happens where people just get the shit kicked out of them. It probably does. But I mean, like if you've if you've ever if you've ever like played any of the Yakuza games or like seen scenes where any any Yakuza member that loses, they have to or they if they if they dishonor the family, they have to like cut their pinky off, um, and whatnot. Hey, uh, but, yeah, I just would have had that. Yeah, that yeah, scene, it's, it, it's, it's it's a it's it's actually just it's an actual thing that happens. I'll um, fucking do it. <laughs> so, yeah, but like I don't I don't know. It's just like I don't I don't want to. It's hard to say because I like I like animes. I like shows that make me feel. And like this, that definitely makes me feel stuff. But in terms of just like the content matter, where it just deals with a lot of just violence and people getting the shit kicked out of them, and ah, uh, I don't know. Well, so obviously there's police in this show because Naoto, like the younger brother, becomes a policeman. Mm-hmm. But where the fuck are they whenever these <laughs> delinquents, quote unquote? Are literally beating the shit out of each other. Yeah, at, and like, that's the thing. Matches like, again. Like I don't, I don't know much about the <laughs> the climate in Japan where bystanding is just a very, very common occurrence. Or if someone sees something, they don't call the police, and really, a lot of people just end up uh, becoming victims without any chance of justice in one form or another. But yeah, like I don't, I don't know. Like I don't yeah. know if I'm supposed to just suspend my disbelief in that. Yeah, these just guys are just getting the shit kicked out of them. They're they're just gonna group together in a park and just have one on ones with each other. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's 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 weird. And uh, but I do think it does have all the good things that I liked about Erased so far. And I agree with you 100 percent that it has all those uh, neat little things. In fact, mm-hmm. I like the fact about this one that he can some, somehow go back and forth. Yeah, going back and forth. That's um, that's, that's really, really nice. It's different. Yeah. Um, but I kind of like the I like the premise of Erased where you don't know you who just, did it. You just don't know. It's a mystery. There's yeah. just so much. There's so many that. questions that are out there. Um, yep. Like the 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 objective in Tokyo Avengers is clear, and we actually know the faces of the people that are at the top. And names. Um, and we actually see our main character interact with these guys and he eventually makes his way in. Um, but with a race, it's just like, who would have thought that that person ended up being the killer? Yeah. And like, sure, you know just, it by the 10th episode out of 12, but like you don't yeah. know it in the third. I, I guess what I'm really trying to say is I really like the suspense aspect of a race. Mm-hmm. That was yes. really it. Um, this is more, this is more of a, not a lot of suspense. To be perfectly it's more, honest, it's more shonen-y. It's yeah, it's just more. It's more shonen-y. I don't know. That's a very bad way of saying it. I know, but it's literally how I feel. It's just more shonen-y. Yeah. When erased, it's more like 
suspense, more at like more yeah, it's mature. Shonen, it's action. Like yeah, this whole is going, there's the yeah. whole science fiction of going back in time, but Erase just had that whole detective mm-hmm. who did it kind of vibe. Where and I, I think it also helped in Erase the fact that they were just younger too to the whole suspense of like, okay, this guy is powerless, right? Exactly, right? And there's that feeling that you just feel so bad for them because at any point they could yeah. be next. Yeah. Like Tokyo Avengers, they'll get the shit kicked out of them. And I, that's kind of hard to watch. Like I, I oh, like when yeah. like when the baseball bats come out, it's just, oh. I didn't like that at all either. That's when I, but that, that's literally when I wrote, where the fuck are the cops? <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I'm also, I don't know, there's something about the art style and the in the character design in this one that I'm like, I don't know. I, I want you to kind of go rewatch, uh, if you can, a scene in the first episode. I don't have the minute written down here. But you know when, when they get the, I think it's when they get the shit beat out of them and they're all walking back and then the main character goes like, oh, wait a minute, like I... Like I just remembered something. Yeah, his, like, his old his, girlfriend. Yeah. Just his old girlfriend. When he starts running away for some reason, since he's wearing those MC Hammer pants that yeah. they all wear, <laughs> he looks so short. And it's the funniest yeah, little animation. <laughs> any sort of width added to a short person just makes them look even shorter. It was like, I know that it was 100% like the scale, but like in that scene and just the way that he was running, I want to make, I want someone to make a GIF from that and I just want to rewatch that over and over because I think that's been my favorite part so far <laughs> just that scene I, I actually had to rewind it a couple times just to see it again <laughs> um so yeah I, I agree with you with Revengers I'm I'm a there's a lot of hype for it and I don't know I'm trying not to ride the hype train because I mean we also all know how Erased ended up so like honestly, like I, I kind of, I meme, I, I, I mostly meme about it. Like I think, I think the ending to a race was perfectly fine. You oh know, yeah, if no, you, if you think about realistically, but... like yeah, I, like I, I, like I. It's whatever, any, but at the I same time, this I don't know. Realistically, I wouldn't have waited. Yeah, but that, that's that's fair. just me. But that's just me. Um, that's a good point. But this is an anime. Eh? it's not realistic <laughs> um yeah i don't know revengers we'll see where it goes i know that the manga readers are very happy about it yeah so they're very vocal we'll <laughs> very vocal oh my god i can't believe it. <laughs> yeah um i will say I, I i i love the opening song yeah a lot of really good music this season yes. And not just music. not just openings and endings, but soundtracks as well. Yep. So I'm really, really happy about that as a musician, as someone that actually pays attention to the music a little bit more um, critically. Yeah, it's really, really good. Yeah, the opening in this one, I don't know. I think it's the chord progression, but it's just, I don't know. It's so good. It's just so good. But yeah, that's pretty much all I have for Revengers. Uh, I don't know if you want to talk about the show that what's it called again? Uh, the Snow White. White Notes. Yes, I would love to talk about that. Uh, so you're not watching music. it. Yeah, you, I know that. I yeah. know that you're not watching um, this one, but it's definitely. I, I, I don't like suggesting things to people unless they throw it out there. But 
I there's something about this show that just well, I mean, one, it speaks to me, but I think that there's something that <laughs> a lot of people can get out of it because there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things that the show discusses which you can easily apply to other things. So uh, these Snow White notes or those Snow White notes, can't remember. Keep on keep on missing vowels. Um, the Japanese title Mashiro Mashiro no Oto. So it's a coming of age drama about a man struggling to find his place in the universe. Ah, ah, a coming of age drama oh, at the top of Chris's list. No, uh, no fucking way, like, dude. It's like this has this has my heart, but to your eternity has my heart and my soul. <laughs> so it's really really hard to to choose between the two. Um, so the summary the summary of the, the of the Snow White notes is that um, our main character Setsu, uh, he's a shamisen player in his teens who alongside his brother was taught by their grandfather, who was a master shamisen player. Uh, following the death of his grandfather, uh, Setsu also loses his passion as he's unable to hear his own sound in his music. Um, and then in an attempt to find himself, he leaves his family, he leaves his school, and then he leaves his hometown, which is 700 kilometers away from Tokyo, and he goes all the way to, he travels all the way to Tokyo. So that's the basic premise. And like, really, that's all you need to know, like going forward, because everything is about what happens to him as he grows as a person. So being a coming of age story, we've got monologues, conversations and circumstances like it just it, it evokes a lot of March comes in like a lion sing yesterday for me. And especially being a music anime uh your line April. So like those are three heavy hitters in terms of very, very real shows that deal with topics such as like depression and identity and all that kind of stuff. And so mm-hmm. being a music anime, you know, I went into the first episode thinking, okay, like strap yourself in. This is your line April two mental trauma <laughs> boogaloo. Right. So <laughs> And like it's 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 a, such a similar premise when you initially read it. It's a child prodigy who, in the wake of a family tragedy, became unable to hear his own music. That's like literally... which like yeah like which show am I talking about right? Uh, <laughs> but it's Both. a little like after after watching it, it's a little different. Um, okay, like rather being literally deaf to the sounds of a piano as Alima was in your line April for Setsu in the, those snow white notes, his circumstance is more of an abstract and philosophical type of deafness, which I really, I, I like, I just love that premise, uh, especially as a musician, as someone that's felt that personally, when it comes to me developing my identity as a musician, um, like, the concept, and if any of you guys are musicians or have done like music to a fairly high level, it's a, it's a really, really familiar concept, which is what is my sound and how do I know that it's mine? Um, I, do I want to go in depth right now about it? Oh, boy. I'm here to hear you out. So, <laughs> so like, like this is something that I've been contending with for actually quite a long time. And I actually, a couple of weeks ago, I, I had a discussion with a prof at the university about this specific thing. And this is before this show came out. Because really, as, mm-hmm. as musicians, we learn to listen to 
the like the greats that are there in our field. So if you're um, uh, if you're a cellist, you'll listen to someone like Yo Yo Ma. Or, yeah. um, or something like pianist. that. And so like list. be perfectly honest. Yeah. Or um, if you listen to piano, well, no recordings of list, but I guess. Okay. Oh, you mean like <laughs> actual if, recordings? If, if you're looking, uh, okay, if you look okay. to like recordings, yeah, you're good. Okay, if, okay, you know, you yeah. listen to like Evgeny Kessin, if you want to listen to like yes. Chopin or something like that, or, um, or Vladimir Horowitz or something like that. Um, and like for me personally, like that's actually what I did when I was trying to figure out how to play certain things. So for example, I, I did, I played a lot of Bach uh, on the marimba and I did a cello suite. And then when I, when I was learning the cello suite, I listened to a lot of Yo-Yo Ma and his interpretations as well as another, as, as well as a bunch of other um, great cello players whose name I can't remember because the only cello player that goes through my name, that goes through my mind Yo-Yo is Ma. Yo-Yo Ma. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, like as you're listening to it and you're playing it, you eventually come to the realization that like, are you playing your sound or are you just imitating someone else, right? And yeah. and there comes a point where you can't really imitate someone like for like because you're you and they're them, right? I can try my hardest to imitate another player or like if I'm singing, for example, I, I love listening to a lot of jazz. Like I can't, like I can do my best to try and imitate Frank Sinatra or Bobby Darin or um sammy davis jr or something like that or buble right but like i don't have the same sound as them and so it's almost impossible for me to be them yet at the same time like i'm doing my best to like do their inflections and so that's kind Mm -hmm. of the whole thing that this show is trying to um trying to go towards and like do i recommend the show i highly recommend the show like it's it's flown under the radar underneath everything else it's not on any lists whatsoever if you go to any like the reddit episode discussions not a lot of upvotes it's 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 been it's been covered um by everything else and i think it's sad because there's a lot there's a lot for this show to provide and i i, I rank this above uh higa hilo in terms of what i'm looking forward to every single week because really it's the whole who am i question that the show is trying to ask and yeah like who are you like what is your sound and if you apply that to any other like profession like yeah who are you like what is your place within the world within your profession so yeah and like other themes in the show include um the effect that music has on our lives not just as a musician but just regular people um because we we see the effect that the shamisen playing has on just like regular people around uh setsu's life um other um other themes involve uh, the sacrifices needed to pursue greatness uh, that's a huge one like what are you willing to give up to be the very best out there um huh. that's, that's and that's that's a tough question and it's it's the answer is really really hard to contend with because obviously the answer is a lot like you need to sacrifice a lot if you're going to be not just good, but to be at the top, like you're giving up, <laughs> you're giving up a lot of things, mostly time, um, in order to, in order to get there. Um, what else? Uh, the unhealthy. Did you get there? Yes. What did yes. it cost? Everything. Everything. <laughs> Everything. Right. There you go. Um, <laughs> 
uh, what else is there? Um, the unhealthy reliance uh, we have on our passions and how we tend to rely on them to bring meaning into our lives rather than just mm. being happy. <laughs> so like if you're not if you're not doing good at this one thing that brings you happiness, then obviously it's going to bring you down, right? Uh, and then finally, the realization of our often limited potential. And that's another difficult one, especially as as a professional musician that is never going to be world class. Um, like I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm nearing top of the list in terms of like Calgary when it comes to like who people call when they need percussionists. But if I were to go to Toronto or any other like bigger city than, than Calgary, uh, yeah, I, I'd be screwed. So mm. Yeah. And, and again, that's a hard thing to contend with. And I'd love to, I, I, I'll, I'll go into depth with that. And I'd probably, I'll, yeah, I, I guess it's going to be a bit of a open, uh, it's going to be me just like opening myself up. And I guess I'm going to be like revealing and exposing a lot of things about me personally, because like really what connects me to the show is just my own personal story and how I relate so much to a lot of the issues that the show is trying to uh hmm. trying to address so yeah there is one other theme in the show which i also think ties in really nicely with um to your eternity which i do want to talk about last but it's also the theme of evolution the evolution of traditions and how things can never really stay the same as you just move you pass a tradition down generation to generation and like there was a quote by Setsu's grandfather kind of in a flashback that keeps on being played over and over again and the quote is um uh the the grandfather tells him to oh man i can't find where is it there it is uh his grandfather tells him when i die stop playing the shamisen that's really what his grandfather told him and wait literally yeah literally he said when i die just stop playing because uh, huh. what because what happens is that Setsu he wants to play um, his grandfather's like magnum opus. He wants to play this piece that his grandfather um, created. But the thing is that since his grandfather created it, only he knows how to play it, quote unquote, like perfectly or the way it's meant to be played. And he keeps on asking him, like you know, hey, like grandpa, like teach me this. And he said, I won't teach it. Use your own sound to steal it. And yeah, that's what music is. Like music, for me personally, like it, is, it isn't about trying to sound like someone else, which is hard to do. Like we spend our lives idolizing and trying to sound like someone else. But yeah, there reaches a point where we just have to embrace our own sound and just take the good, the bad, and everything else um, in between. So yeah, it's deep. It's really, really deep. Where can I watch it? Uh, it's on Crunchyroll. It's on Crunchyroll. It's on Crunchyroll. Yeah. Okay. I'll add oh, it to man. my list. Oh, I'll man, check I it out. I want to talk about um, Oh, God. It's so much you to talk me. about. So, um, we did just left and again, did, but I'll keep well, on talking. Well, you know what? Uh, so, I don't know what Chris is saying right now because the characters Discord decided too to much. Because I know that I can definitely talk a lot me, about the characters. What a great but time for when it Discord comes to, to do that. Hey, welcome back. Uh, like, when it comes to the music of it because like it's, i spent a good amount of time uh in my university years uh i spent a good amount of time listening studying and playing japanese repertoire so i actually like i made sure to include 
either one Japanese or Japanese-inspired piece at each of my university recitals. I'll talk about that when we do uh, a full a full deep dive because it's it's really really cool because I actually did research on like Japanese music, Japanese composers, how they compose, um, and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, there's definitely a lot of things that I could talk about and bring to the table. Um, yeah. Also, the music slaps. In that. The music slaps. Like Does the it? music is so good. So the music was overseen by the Yoshida brothers, who are a shamisen uh, brother duo, and their approach to music is fusing the traditional shamisen sound with a wide range of other genres. So they they fuse it with like hip hop, rock, heavy rock. Um, so they modern uh, modernize it. They modernize it, right? And I think that goes really, really well with the fact that traditions can't stay the same. That at some point, like, you can still maintain, I guess, the spirit of it. But over time, there are, it's just going to gradually change whether you like it or not. Uh, But yeah, the music slaps. So the the, the Oshida brothers, they oversaw the music and they also played the shamisen, um, any shamisen scene that's in there. And it is so fucking good oh my god so the music performances in the episodes they're decent in length so it's not just like oh they're playing for 30 seconds and then like that's it like full length performances of like three four minutes long and then while they do have like the occasional voiceover of like the character talking about what they're thinking while they're playing there's a good the majority of the music is uninterrupted so you just hmm. you listen to the music, you see them, you get to see the whole spectacle of like the visuals that accompany everything. It is really, really good. Imagine if your Lion April did that with whole length, like eleven minute pieces. Yeah, yeah. and like like your your Lion April like did like did performances, they, 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 they but there's a lot yeah. of you know there's a lot of narration over mm-hmm. it, right? Um, I mean, even thinking back to the final performance of Your Line April, a lot of narration, right? Very rarely are you hearing the music. It's not so much about the like hearing the music itself, but it's really what the music represents. Here, yeah. it's what the music represents, but it's also the music because the music it's is so the- fucking good. <laughs> Interesting. <sighs> yeah, because like music, I'll check it out. Yeah, and like like a lot of a lot of Japanese music, uh, like mm-hmm. classical music, tends to follow a very a very cut and paste type of progression uh, they're they're all different but in terms of like how they structure it it usually starts off very slow very methodical um very meditative and then eventually the intensity just ramps up you just start to increase the intensity over time and eventually you just end up with just this rapid fire thing and Actually, it's not just common in Japanese music. Actually, if you listen to a lot of uh, music from Asia, so if you listen to music from um, uh, from India, for example, if you listen to Hindustani uh, raga, it's kind of the same thing. If you ever listen to a full-length raga, which can actually last for like well over an hour for like a single piece, what ends up happening is that it starts off with this slow drone. So there's this drone that goes on, and then there's just this sparse accompaniment and instrumentation they're just kind of like fiddling around over scales and whatnot and then eventually as the raga continues the intensity increases increase increases and then it just eventually becomes this like athletic performance by the very end so yeah like the first like the first episode i thought those snow white notes had the best first episode of the season 
until <laughs> your eternity. Until, yeah. <laughs> but it still ranks up there. Like, okay. watch the first episode. There's a performance at the very end of the first episode, and it just gets you hooked. It is so... Mm. Mm. Mm, mm, watch mm. it tomorrow. Yeah. Because it's pretty late already today. Yeah, but... I know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was going to talk some, about some of the characters, um, but I'm not going to talk about that. I, w- I will say that a lot of the characters um, do act as kind of... They kind of accompany as well as contradict the circumstance that Setsu's in. Because Setsu is a talented person that is held back by his mind. And uh, like in the first episode, he's contrasted by a person that also doesn't know what they want. But unlike Setsu, they kind of don't have talent. So they kind of like look at Setsu with like jealousy and resentment just because, holy mm-hmm. shit, there's this really good guy. I thought we were the same person, but we we're really not. Like he's leagues ahead. Like what the hell am I doing with my life? Uh, which I'm pretty Yikes. sure a lot of people feel. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> and resonate with oh. uh, very, very clearly. All you, need, all that, you need to yeah. do is just look up 10-year-old Asian kid does blank. And that's all you I think need. you can to go just... younger than 10. Yeah, I know. And you can just <laughs> be <laughs> yeah. demotivated to, uh, to shit. How many drum covers I've seen where I'm like, oh, fucking hell, okay. Yeah. Here we go. Um. Yeah, not and, like and I even really, practice like, the drums anymore. Like there are those kinds of people, and you just have to accept it. You have to accept it, and and understand that it doesn't make you any less of a person. It doesn't make you less valuable. Um, you still have worth, and you just have to learn to to realize that. Which brings us into Higa Hilo. Oh, I'm so fucking good. Oh, <laughs> he shoots. He scores. <laughs> did you see me? Like, actually... did you see me like weaving traffic to get there? Oh yeah, and then just a freaking <laughs> slap shot. Just... <laughs> he though. Okay, that was actually a very good segue. <laughs> I was not ready for that. <laughs> so, like I said with Nagatodo, um, yes, I don't really know what there is to say about the show because everyone else has said something about it. It's one of the seasons. Everyone's highlights. watching it. Everyone's watching it. Everyone's already said what it is that we're going to say, uh, but you're just going to hear our side of things. <laughs> so if you're fairly honest, like this has been, this has been the season of bamboozles and yes. Schmeckeldorfs. I love, yep. I, I love that scene from SpongeBob, by the way. I think it's one of my favorite <laughs> episodes, the health inspector one. Uh, anyway, um, I was going into the show thinking, you know, motherfucking degenerates, like <laughs> degenerates are degenerates are making shows like these, and then degenerates are watching shit like this. Um, Higa Halo, aka after being rejected, I shaved and took in a high school runaway. Holy shit! Like, yeah, that title alone. Yeah, but I, I told I was, one of my friends about it. I just said the title, and he was like, "Yeah, what, it's, the it's good. Fuck? Yeah, like you can't." And you say, oh, no, yeah. no, it's not like that. <laughs> like, yeah, no, you can't. <laughs> but you can't say that, right? Uh, but yeah, I was pleasantly bamboozled. I wasn't like, I wasn't angry. I was very happy. Um, oh, yeah. 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 I mean, the title is just clickbait, right? Uh, yeah, this I show. I think that's, they're, they're trying to pull a uh, rascal does not dream of yeah, money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it's another clickbait one. literally what they're one. pulling. Yeah. Or Osamake. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> 
like that. <laughs> so yeah, um, I think I think people need to watch this show. Not not really because of just the characters or the storyline, but really because of the core message. I think that's for me personally. I think that's the reason why everyone needs to watch this show. Uh, so if you've been if you've been living under a rock and you haven't been exposed to the show. <laughs> Um, so the, the, the plot of Hige, Hige Hilo is that uh, salaryman Yoshida, um, who it's a story of Yoshida, who after being rejected by his coworker, he takes in a high school girl who has run away from her home. That's the basic premise. Uh, the two develop a currently platonic relationship where in exchange for shelter, uh, she takes on the role of housekeeper. And that's that's kind of the basic gist, but when That's you get it. when you get into yeah. when you get into the nitty gritty behind the character's past, who they are as a person, their personality, um, their motivation, why they act a certain way, why they think a certain way, there is so much depth and there is so much complexity that it needs a deep dive. And I really don't, I really don't want to go too far into it. <laughs> it, it does need a deep dive. But, um, and I'll let you. I'll let you go first. Sorry, I, I was just gonna say that it, yeah, like you were saying, it bamboozles because I was not expecting this show to be so heavy. Um, and 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 it's heavy in a way where they don't show that heaviness the entire time. It's very lighthearted until all of a sudden you, they show you, oh yeah, by the way, this is her past. Mm-hmm. This is what she's been through. And I think, like. I, 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 deep down, I knew that things were going to go down that route and I really, really wanted it to. And I think, I I don't really want to go too far into it, but it's almost, you can almost say that about what happens in real life, where if you think about the things that people hold inside them and never reveal it, right? The whole Mm -hmm. idea of like, you see this, you see this person that seems perfectly fine. And then deep down, you see that they have all of these, um, all of these just um, trauma, all, all of this trauma and just yeah. issues inner that they have, type, inner uh, demons that they have to deal with, right? Yeah. So, I mean, the fact that the, sh- that the show actually went that route and it kind of surprises you, it's like, hell yeah, that surprised you. Like, you know, that, that would fucking surprise you in real life as well. Um, so, like, I'm really, really excited with where the story goes. I really, really hope it continues down the drama side. Yes, um, I agree. Like, I don't mind if things get lighthearted, you know, here and there, but I really, really don't, I don't want them to waste the potential. No, I mean, either I want them to really lay on the heaviness at in the later half of the show. Yeah. I want it to be one of those where it starts out lighthearted and then you start to see, you know, just how, you know, well, the drama, mm-hmm. like you're saying, the drama part of it. And I, and I hope that that's where it culminates. Mm-hmm. Um. And I hope, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I actually have no idea. Because they bamboozled me in multiple multiple ways. I mean, not just with the two main characters, but the other characters being yeah, quite mature once they as start, well. Yeah, and mature. And they act they act really realistic. Like, that's the yeah. other thing. Like, I, I understand exactly what they're thinking without them having to actually explain what it is that they're thinking. It's like, yeah, they're they're making that decision. Yeah, that I can kind of see that. I might actually yep. do. I would probably do make the same decision if I were in their shoes, right? So, 
Yeah, I'm very, I'm very, very into it. So again, like I, I really, really hope it goes into an extremely sensitive and personal direction. And I, I hope they get very real. I hope they get very real. Cause yeah. I think that the main theme of the series, it's extremely poignant where it's how do we measure our value in this world? Um, at least so far, that's how I see the main message of the show. Um, just to go into just a very brief summary over like who Sai, uh, Sayu's um, persona. Um, so Sayu um, pretty much had to kind of um, find suitors um, mm-hmm. to get from where her home was to where Yoshida um, currently lives. So pretty much she was just like finding men to sleep with and then trying to move on. But kind of her reason for doing that, like she pretty much had an extremely unhealthy view of herself where she felt as though the only way she could be of value was physically with her body. And like, if you, if for people that like, you know, choose to be in that line of work and find it fulfilling, I think that's a different thing. You know, there are lots of men and women that are voluntary sex workers where, you know, they enjoy, they enjoy doing that. They find fulfillment. Um, They shouldn't really be ashamed for doing that. Their body, their choice. But when you look at the issue of Sayu, um, especially when, like, if you watch episode three, episode three was holy shit. Mm-hmm. Like, that, like you just, yep. you just, you, you go straight into, you go straight into the drama. So, like, when you have people that have, like, underlying emotional, mental reasons for doing something as personal as giving up yourself because you feel as though you don't have any other value, um, like, that's when things start to become a problem. Like, for Sayu, she couldn't even fathom that Yoshida would let her stay with no strings attached. Like her view of the world was that there's no such thing as unconditional kindness, which Yoshida is trying to break for her. So, yeah, I'm just uh, I'm in, I'm invested. I'm invested in the characters. Like you, 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 you're in full protect mode. Um, yeah, I'm in awe. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm actually in awe with this story. Because um, yeah, the premise is very. Well, I mean, obviously, it starts off with being such a. How do you tackle? Yeah, how do you tackle like extremely in... sensitive material such as this? And exactly. I think they did it really, really well. Um, yeah. They weren't they weren't explicit in any way. Um, they definitely you definitely have to be have to be a little bit. You need to go into that zone just a little bit because of the material that they're dealing with. Um, but they're but... not they're not exploitating. The... Oh, totally. They're not. They're not doing it for exactly. like. It's not fan service. Exactly, which would be extremely it's... distasteful if they did it for that reason. And inappropriate. Right? Yeah. Um, and it's exactly that's what I love about it the most because everything has a purpose. Yeah. You so know, like there's, that, there's a purpose to what they're doing. It. Like that opening scene of episode three where it showed like a flashback of Sayu just like in yep. bed with another and guy. Like other... holy yep. shit! Like just like dropping a bomb. Just like. Oh my god, it was so heavy. Like I had to, like I paused it, and I was like, I like, I remember, like I took my glasses well, off, and I just I like, I rubbed my eyes <laughs> to, to just kind of think about it. And then, like when it got to the ending of episode three, it was almost like, is this the end of the series? Because <laughs> like the way, because like really, what what it was was like you know, Sayu starting to realize that she is more than like just an object, right? Mm-hmm. That she has purpose in this world, and like Yoshida showed that, it's just like I, I have fun being with you, and oh boy, that that hurts, that hurt that that hurt me. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sex is nice and all, but have you ever had someone like hold you at night and tell you you have value? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'll be honest with you. The fact that she's cooking and and everything is probably better than just trying to take advantage of her. (laughs) Because this dude out there working till like 10 p.m. or something and gets to go home to a freshly cooked meal. And there are a lot of shows like that. I mean, Kobayashi's Dragon Maid is that. If you've ever seen Senko-san, that's exactly that as well. Um, And literally, like, she's, she's trying to pay him with her body and he's like no 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 you're you're doing more than enough yeah <laughs> if anything she's killing it um but no i i totally i was taken aback with episode three and i am interested to see and invested to see where it goes now that they kind of seem to introduce a bit of an antagonist character yeah in the last so episode. i think like at this episode point five, that is i mean every every drama needs just a little bit of a breather Yes. So this is kind of the this is the bit of a downtime where we get to see how everything else unfolds, what the rest of the characters, yeah. what their role is into the storyline. Um yeah, I'm like this is why I'm hoping that it just it stays with the drama and we don't get drama. <laughs> yeah, well like reality TV. Yeah, I don't want I don't want yeah. I don't want that kind of drama. I don't want just I just want to protect yeah. Sayu. <laughs> I just want to protect you know one, one character that now I don't want to get too much into it but one character that really surprised me was uh, Goto the the boss the, or the senpai, one that rejected or? the one that rejected her yeah I don't trust her I don't trust her either I don't trust her at all but but she still surprised me yeah in the last in the last few episodes uh, before we but, get it into too yeah. in depth with everything else, because yeah, we'll talk about this in a separate episode. We'll de- we'll, yeah, we'll Do you have any guesses <laughs> about where the show will go or how the series will end? Because I haven't read the manga. I really, really want to. Um, I the I I don't know. It actually depends what to do here in the middle section. Because mm-hmm. um, if they do stretch it out, no. Even saying that this could get a season se- season two, I don't even know how they would. No, I'm, I'm not talking it? about. No, no, no. I'm not I know, about production. but I'm, just... I'm talking about storyline. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if the story, like, if the way the story is going, I don't know if it could have, if it could go on that long. So, if they would finish it the way that I would want it to, like, finish properly, I would, I would not like uh, Yoshida and Sayu to be, to end up involved together part of me i would like it to be a like they kind of come to terms with who they are and she realizes you know she is and everything but doesn't feel the obligation to remain with him Mm -hmm. and then whether they remain together or not honestly i would probably be fine with them not remaining together i just want that realization in the end that he helps her get through it. Yeah, like you, the the end goal is that it's not about what they got from each other, but, or not about like what they what they are to each other, but what they learned from each other. Like, what Correct. did this person? How did this person help me grow? And it's not Correct. so much it, like looking at it from a romantic sense, but more so from a personal growth sense. 
I part of me would actually even love it if they they just don't go with the romantic sense because that's probably what a lot of people are expecting, and they rather just become sort of like I don't know I don't want to say friendship, but they have like some sort of special bond where they just like continue to connect with each other uh, remotely or something like that. I don't know, but. Because I know that uh, a lot of people will probably want them to, you know, end up together. The way that I see it, and I have I have this laid out in terms of what needs to happen. Um, I think I personally I personally see an ending down the road where they do end up together, mm-hmm. but there is a road to get there, and what that involves is going to be a lot on Sayu's part regarding growing up and then realizing her own self worth. And I think that needs to happen before they actually do get together. So I, I drew a lot of similarities between Sayu and Taiga from Toradora, where before Taiga and Ryuji were to reunite, she needed to confront her own past traumas and be able to stand independently before seeing Ryuji as an equal. Like in the same way that Ryuji was Taiga's caretaker for much of the show. Um, and that's kind, that, that was kind of the the the... The, the the main thing that prevented them from being anything more than just someone taking care of someone else. You know, father-daughter, that's pretty much the relationship. Um, in Higehilo, it's kind of the same thing. Like, Yoshida's kind of filling in the same kind of parental role uh, for Sayu. Um, you know, caretaker... I'd be happy yeah. with this ending. Like yeah, like caretaker to yeah. some point. So in terms of my guess as to where things might go, because I don't know anything about it... Um, Part of me will say Sayu is going to leave for mm-hmm. a good chunk of time. Like I'm thinking years. Like it's going to be a good chunk of time. Uh, she's going to do the, you know, she's going to go on her journey. She's going to figure out some things about herself. She's going to meditate on the things that she learned from, you know, being with Yoshida as well as, you know, working part time, actually making friends, all that kind of stuff. And then at that point, there will be an epilogue. <laughs> And the epilogue is literally just going to be them like meeting each other, some sort of it. some yeah, and then you know maybe some sort of snarky comment from like something that happened way back when, um, and then that's the end. That's my guess. Cut to a bird on a yeah, on a power line or something yeah. like that. Yeah, or yeah, maybe just like um, <laughs> she'll say something like, "Oh, you know, do you want some miso soup or something like that." Um, yeah, that'd be a that'd be a pretty good line. Yep. That'd be a pretty good line. There is that, gonna that's going to be that's my prediction. <laughs> um, yeah, I I do see it heading that way a bit, uh, and I would like that actually. I, I I would like that. Regardless, they have to realize what they are to each other, and the thing in this one that. And I like the comparison that you did with Toradora. It's like in this one, unlike uh, Ryuji, so far I haven't seen how Yoshida can grow himself. Yeah. Um, aside from the whole, like, you know, the very superficial realizing that he likes, that he might be uh, interested in Sayu. Yeah, because we don't, we don't really know about much about Yoshida, except for the fact that he's so he's stuck, that that's he's stuck on this co-worker um yeah 
That's literally all yeah. we know, that he likes uh, big titty Onesans. Mm-hmm. I think he literally says I that. I mean, with, with Yuji, we, we didn't really know much about him until later on as well. So we knew that he cleaned True. and all that kind of stuff. Um, and really, he was just there well, to take care of Taiga. We didn't really get into no, but- we didn't really get into the specifics about his own like personal problems with his family until a little later. A little bit though. We knew his father figure was not present, and he was oh, not yeah, happy okay, was about yeah. you know. And then the, his mom was basically pulling you know doing a bunch of double work, and I don't know. I feel like we definitely knew more about Yuji than. Yeah. Than Yoshida, but, but still, like things I'm, I'm don't get they explore. things don't things don't get realized until much later. True, mind you. Here though, we do have half the episodes that we did in Toradora. We have thirteen. Yeah, so that's when, and we're already in episode five. Five was the last one that we saw. Mm-hmm. So, could there be a season two? Maybe. I wouldn't mind it if it keeps going how it's going. If right it stays now. in this direction, actually, this is what I was yes. referring to in terms of the hype. Um, like I really, I really hope oh, this that, is the one that I really like, hope okay. that it lives up to it, um, and hopefully it goes in the direction that I want it to. Like I really, yes. I really don't want this to get lighthearted and fun. Um, oh, they end up together. Woo! Yeah, and like that's it. Oh, you know, let's go through the girls of dating each other. Um, no, like in the same way that, um, like, like a place further than the universe. Like if that caught if if place further than the universe got lighthearted, I would have been so angry. <laughs> like if Fuck like, this shit. yeah, it is it is irresponsible to deal with such delicate and sensitive issues that every single person on this world needs to hear, and then you completely fluff it up. So yeah. Oh no, they, they 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 can't. It'll be it'll literally bomb if they do that. Mm-hmm. Um cuz they chose to deal with very very touchy and, and sensitive subjects, you know? Like you have to play the you have to play it properly, right? Mm-hmm. Uh So far they're doing it very well though. I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Higehiro, watch it. Higehiro. Question for you, though. Yeah. How would you react if you found someone just in the street? That's a very interesting... Because that's one thought that I had that I was like, would I be able to pull the move that Yoshida pulled? Just, Just literally, just out of the kindness out of my heart and... I actually don't. I personally don't, no, I don't think. So. I don't think so. Oh man, it's a tough question, right? I would, I would approach them. I would right. ask them if they needed any help. I would ask them if there was anyone that I could contact that could help yep. them. Um, whether or not I would like, station. I don't know whether or not. Yeah, whether or not I would call. The police or i would call or i would just bring them in oh man i would bring them in and call the police i think yeah that, contact some sort of authority I, yeah, or like contact social workers someone. Uh, social I, I would bring them probably. in just to just make sure that they had somewhere to stay but yeah yeah that that would be that would be my thing yeah because uh you, you we do have to realize that this dude is literally 
like this is a lot of just out of kindness like there has to be a reason yeah, well not to mention the repercussions a company and with the repercussions. It. oh yeah 100 percent. Um, right yeah because mm-hmm. i mean we, we we have to think about okay so yeah the repercussions but even if he's like not even worrying about that it's not just the cost of you know buying her all these things that he's buying yeah he's paying like double the power bill i'm sure the water bill mm-hmm. uh food um so when i was when i was watching this i was like yeah like i hope they show why he's doing it you know i hope they really explore his character too Mm -hmm. because there has to be a reason if they're going to be that real with sayu i hope they get real with yoshida i think they will fingers crossed Mm -hmm. and uh speaking of getting real it's not because it's a fantasy. I know, but <laughs> it feels very real. To your eternity. Okay. It's late. It's past twelve. Um, but it is past we need we need shit. to we need to talk about this. We're over an hour. What the fuck, dude? Um we gotta talk about this because no, we do. We do. Reading Reading the press releases and the trailers, I, I saw or I learned that this was from the creator of A Silent Voice, which, yes. if you don't know, yes. is my favorite anime movie of all time. Um, if I were to choose... I don't think you need to know that to enjoy this, by the way. Yeah. But also, if you've seen A Silent Voice, then... It's reassurance. It's reassurance that this is more yeah. of the same stuff. Like, not the same, like, subject matter obviously but in terms of the feel um and the fact that there's an underlying message underneath this another mm-hmm. reason why i like this because there's, there's if there's an underlying <laughs> message and it's commentary about something about society or ourselves i'm all for it um if i had to choose a single word to describe this show it would probably be beautiful this show is yeah. an actual like it's an absolute shining gem heart-wrenching moments Scenes that make you forget to breathe and then scenes that make you just sit there and just say like, whoa. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, honestly, like the first episode of To Your Eternity, I don't, I don't, I can't remember the last time like something, something blew me away like that. Like you had, you, like you had like the first episode of Attack on Titan which just like shocks you, right? It's like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, oh my God, what's going on? This is like... Takes your breath away. Yeah. It's it's different. It's not like, uh, what just happened? It, this is more like, that just happened. Mm-hmm. Like, catch it's that breath. moment where you, like you go on a road trip, you don't know where you're going, and then you just end up on the right road with the right scenery and it just makes you park your car just along the side of the road you get out you you smell and feel that cool fresh air and then you just look out towards the mountains or the valley or the forest in front of you and you're just thinking oh man like more please (laughs) yeah (laughs) like and more did we get like the like oh man like the first opening minutes of this show, 
like the storytelling combined with the visuals and the music just leaving you a state in a state of wonder and awe. And it just confirmed that you were about to embark on a journey. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I don't even know, I can't, no, this shouldn't even be a journey. Because a journey is what like Elena and Kino went through in their respective shows. This is like, this is like an odyssey. And I think that's a good word to describe it because an odyssey is a long journey and it's a long journey that's full of hardship, strife and peril and pain and life lessons. Yes. And that's, that's what, that's what we're getting with this show. Ah, oh. you know, I'm assuming you've paid a lot of uh, attention to the opening sequence, like when the, the regular opening this this is the kind of show where the the opening shows so much, and I still don't know where we're going. <laughs> it it shows so much. Every single time I watch the opening, I'm like, this feels like it's just spoiling everything, mm-hmm. but it isn't. The way that I'm like, whenever I hear the narration, this is yeah. it has it, it has the same feel of the telling of like epics or legends where it's like the the anime itself is showing like the details but if you actually just point together the narration it's like a bedtime story this is the tale of just this thing right this orb at i god sent this orb down to earth to study life and just learn from it the orb became a rock and it stayed as a rock for such a long period of time until it met a wolf. And then, you know, it, it, it met, and then the wolf met this boy, all that kind of stuff. It's like this series of bedtime stories that you would just tell a kid like before, before bedtime. And like, I just love that vibe that I get from it. It's just like, I am literally being told a story. It's not, I'm being shown a story. I am being told a story and it just, it puts you in the mood to just listen watch absorb and be impatient about what's to come yeah what comes next yep oh man I, have you been able to take notes on this one yeah yeah a lot <laughs> i haven't because i'm just always just sitting there in awe um i haven't taken many notes on this one to be honest with you because i'm usually just struck mm-hmm. with uh with everything that's going on speechless so i've i formed my thoughts about what the show is about and i originally thought because the there's a large emphasis on isolation throughout the first episode definitely the first episode as well as um as well as following that we're just this per uh, yeah. just being alone um and what i loved was oh on the first episode i can't i i saw the first episode twice just because i can't believe it oh my god so um just just going in going into the in the theme of isolation so the ore becomes a rock and then stays there for what seems like a shit ton of time like you don't know how much time has passed it It could have been thousands it could have been tens of thousands you don't know um and then we see the lone scene of a dying wolf and then a single man who was left at his village in the polar ice caps. So alone, the setting, 
alone. There's just a lot of alone. And then like the entire episode, I was just thinking, oh, please, God, like, don't let him die. But of course, like <laughs> it, it can't be that way. Um, like, well, one, he had so much youthful optimism that he was going to make it out alive. Like, you can't give yourself that yeah. death flag. Like, you you put that on yourself. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just so much emotional response in the in that in that first episode. Um, like that feeling of staying strong and optimistic in the hope of a better future, that like things will get better. You finally won't be alone anymore. Only to have that dream like shatter right in front of you, and then the cold, hard reality is just revealed in front of your very eyes, your very dying eyes. And I just want to bring out just a little bit of analysis. Like we see that symbolized actually through the use of firewood and fire. I'm getting into I'm getting into analysis territory. I'm sorry, but so if you <laughs> watching if you watch episode one, um, well, one light has always been a common symbol of hope. Um, in many yeah. different uh, cultures and contexts. Um, so we all we always saw the human's home lit up to represent that there's this kindling of hope and warmth. And as they began to journey south, they began to run out of firewood. And they even had to chop down that tiny bush and then with those like tiny branches. And then that was yeah. all they had left. So it it represented just like, you know, you're running out. The fire dying that, that, out. This yeah. fire is going to die out soon. Um, and then when they finally get back to the house, it's completely dark and is devoid of light is devoid of warmth. There's like zero food on the wall and literally just to represent like the hope is out. Like you are gone. (laughs) Ah, heavy. Yeah. So what do I, this is the first episode. That's, and that was just the first episode. Uh, and then when we get into the following episodes, can, can I just go on a mini rant? Because this, this sure. kind of pissed me off just a little bit. Um, over the course of the episodes two, three, two and three, I read a lot of comments. It wasn't just Reddit. It was Reddit. It was Mal. It was everywhere. I read comments saying things such as, oh my God, why are they doing human sacrifice? It's so bad. Uh, I think killing children is a really, really bad idea. It's just like, <laughs> like, how, sheltered, oh, really? like how sheltered can these people be? Uh, I'm gonna go on a rant, oh, but I, it just it just pissed me off. I, I couldn't. Ugh. Like I never see the I never saw those comments. That's hilarious. Like, did any of these people like take history as a subject? Did any of them pick up a Bible and read it? Like that's what <laughs> happened in the past. Like people thought sacrifices were needed to make the rain fall and keep the sun yeah. moving around the earth, and then if they didn't, the gods would get angry and just destroy everything. And then over time. That's- when society learned that the earth actually revolved around the sun and then rain was formed through condensation and precipitation, then that's when they dialed back on the human killing. Um, <laughs> and like, even in the show, the big sister figure, she said like, you know, there's no reason to follow these old customs. Like, you know, you need to make a decision. So there's even commentary on the fact that, you know, we have these horrid traditions that need to be phased out. Yeah, she's a progressive. But and... you still have all these virtue signalers just in the comment section going, I, for one, I'm against human sacrifice. Like, like you're <laughs> missing the point of the show. Good for like you, Like, you're but... missing the point. That is not what the show is about. Like, no one is saying that human sacrifice is good, okay? Like, you can even see it in the show. The village, The villagers weren't happy about it. The parents weren't happy about it. March wasn't happy about it. 
that's just how it was in the past. So sit down. Yeah, that was their life. Shut up about how morally upright you are, about being against an ancient tradition, and just enjoy the fucking show. Like I'm. I would love to see these people try to convince. I don't know, like the Mayans in the. <sighs> Like, you know, know that just the you fact that, the, that that's what they decide to talk about with this show. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. not going to watch Star Wars with you and talk about how I'm against the destruction of planets because it's inhumane. I would destroy a planet if, if that were me. Or like, you know, like I'll, really? I'll watch Prince of Egypt. And then just before I press play, it's like, oh, you know, just to let you know, I think the slavery of the Israelites was absolutely horrid. <laughs> Like I yes, slavery like, I agree. Is very bad. Now, can yeah. you stop making this about you and can you focus on the show? Um, yeah, yeah. Like they're using human sacrifice as a way to explain that there are a lot of things about societies that have to change, and that the process of changing can take time and effort. Which brings me into what I think this show is about. Because <laughs> I'm done. I'm done ranting. Sorry. I was just really, really pissed off. But I'm going to try and segue. Um, this story is about evolution. Hundred um, percent, yeah, evolution, and I mean, even uh, one, of, even, even one of the episodes was called evolution or something like that. Yeah, a small, um, ev- a, a small evolution or something like that. So this story is, it is a story about life and all that comes with it. Life can be cheerful, it can be innocent, it can be rambunctious, but it can also be isolated, sad, perilous. To live life is to contend with death, which is often indiscriminate and untimely. And I love that the show is doing that. I, I actually, re- I specifically love how the the topic of death and how they talk about how death is the ultimate freedom. And like we saw in the Arctic that, like the Arctic boy, when he died, he was spiritually reunited with his family in paradise. Um, when Hayase was taking March to the uh, altar, she said, oh, you know, there's, a, there's another life ahead of you and then you can grow up then. And then uh, Perona even called uh, Fushi's immortality as unfortunate since, uh, quote, it matters to humans what we spend our lives doing. What purpose are you supposed to find? Uh, what are you supposed to find in life if you live forever? Um, and I think that's a really, really great message. Uh, going back to the evolution thing. Um, so the theme of evolution. So biologically, uh, evolution is the development of a species characteristics, blah, 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 blah. That's not, I don't think that's the evolution that this show is talking about. I think this show no, is looking no. at evolution from a philosophical standpoint, which is the development of either one's, oneself or a society's um, way of running things. And usually ideally from something simple or, I don't want to use the word primitive, but something undeveloped it was into something yeah, more it, it, complex and developed um it was a little bit yeah i guess not primitive, yeah because like and like in terms of just uh using like younger. ethically using language ethically um usually we try to avoid the words primitive because primitive usually indicates that uh like a a race or a society is of lower class um Correct. so i like you know i don't mean to just be like you know very um socially no, it, it or was politically just a younger yeah, society yeah political correct but it was not as developed in terms of like science and just understanding uh, ethics um and morals um but that is what they believed and so i mean you have to you have to respect the society that that that's just what they did um 100 so 
if you look at evolution, so the orb itself changes form, but even within an individual form, there's growth and development. Um, and then even within the other characters, we see March is a little girl that wants to grow up and experience majority, uh, experience, not majority, maturity, um, and is rebelling against a system that is literally preventing her from growing up. Um, so yeah, I just, I, I, I need to know more so I can add to, to my, to my notes and create an actual yeah. like thesis statement. Cause I'm just, I'm just kind of running off of just what I know from the first couple episodes, but yeah. You know, I, I was expecting it to be episodic. Me too. Like Alita. Me too. And I'm glad it isn't. I'm really happy that it's not because mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the character of March. Oh, she's adorable. She's, <laughs> she's amazing. And honestly, I think that that's a very good pairing with the, with, I guess, Fushi, mm-hmm. we can call it. Um, I, I just can't wait to see where it goes mm-hmm. because... Even it seems to be that even as Fushi is trying to figure things, well, not even trying to figure, it's just figuring things out without trying to figure things out. Because um, it, it's very interesting to see this character who basically has no personality. He's a baby. He's a baby. It's it, it's all it knows to say by the end of episode four is it hurts. And thank you. Mm-hmm. Like he himself, you could classify as primitive. Because yes. yeah, there's no... There's no development. Yeah. It's still developing mm-hmm. in, in, in terms of uh, of um, personality, in terms of character, in terms of uh, self. But it's very amazing to see how this pretty much almost void character is influencing... March is influencing Perona. Mm-hmm. Uh, is influ- could could even go on to influence the entire society. I'm assuming because they're all already trying to realize what the hell is this thing. Yeah, and like I can I can definitely see where the story might be going in the near future because we definitely see Hayasei as someone in between. Like she is a member of this dominant society that is literally like yep. taking advantage of the villagers of the villages that don't know better. Um, Correct. And they don't even know writing. Or, yeah, exactly. Like that's one clear difference that they, I guess that they used to, to so, sort of show you where they are in terms of development, mm-hmm. I guess. But, you know, more so on a looking at the society of, I can't remember what the, what the dominant um, authoritarian, uh, not, not, not authoritarian, well. but yeah. But the, the the big group is I can't remember. But anyway, like you know, they have their own growing to do because they're taking advantage yep. of 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 sub um, of literally like the the regions around them to try and get their land. Um, they're manipulating them through the the making them believe that they need to sacrifice people. Um, and I feel as though like Hayase can definitely be like that figure that can start to actually turn things around within that society. So I hope that things go that way. Like she'll eventually learn things from March and, and whatnot. Um, yeah, I just want to finish with a quote from the narration because I fucking love the narration. Um, the narration's great. Uh, the narration from episode uh, episode three. 
Uh, I sent the orb down to gather information. Light, scent, sounds, happiness, sadness. And then regarding um, like changes. Uh, most animals cannot choose their own environments. Therefore, in order to adapt, they need to change themselves. For humans especially, such changes are preceded by emotion. Um, so for those of you that are still bitching about human sacrifice... This is that that's that's exactly that that's that this is what it's going for. It's, it it wants to show that humans are very conservative by nature and that we are really, really adverse to change, and that anything that can possibly alter the nice equilibrium that we might have is gonna be met with some form of resistance. And for any sort of circumstance where it's it, it's um, it's human rights or anything like that, you, you know, you got to push and there's got to be a lot of resistance. But that's what this show is trying to prove and is, and is trying to show it, that tradition needs to be broken sometimes and that a lot of times for society to change, the people within the society need to change. Everything affects everything. It's not just a single factor. It's not just a single reason why things are the way they are. Everything needs to be changed starting from the individual. And that's where I get the idea of evolution from and why that's the main story of, that's mm. the main theme of the show. Ah. Yeah. It's, well, literally you could tie it into the whole idea of it starts with a single cell, right? Oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. I love it. It starts with a single cell. Mm -hmm. It's a wonderful show. Um, yeah, I think I think that's. I don't want to. I, I don't. I don't want to call anime yeah. of the year this early, but. Yeah, I know oh, it's man. it's a journey we didn't ask for, but boy, did we need it, right? Um, one thing that I really love about it too is the fact that it's, and I guess this goes to tell uh, this this goes hand in hand with the whole idea that you're saying that you know, human sacrifice happened in our history is that. This almost sounds real, except for the whole, you know, orb, alien sort of life form. Mm -hmm. But it, it's tackling things that happened in history. It's, it's, not, uh, it's not being shy about it. Yeah. It's not trying to, you know, it, it's not trying to apologize for it because you don't have to apologize for history. No, and I think it happened. it happened and you need to shine a light on it so that you can learn from it. Exactly, and and I'm in, I'm loving it because I know that this doesn't take place in in our world, but it's clearly drawing from, you know, the history of our own Earth, and it's shaping this world in which, hopefully, people will learn from that as well. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, a lot of social and political lessons can yeah. be learned from this. So, and I'm hoping it keeps delivering yes i really hope so too i'm sure it will yeah it will um that's all i got yeah this season has been extremely it's, this season has been extremely exciting for me to to watch to write notes about and to talk about um because i'm invested in almost all of them so many. <laughs> yeah well, the ones that matter i, I am that... i am so invested in <laughs> No, I was gonna say this is. I think this is the first time that we've talked about a season, in where there's more than two shows that we're like, yeah, we can do a deep dive on this. Yeah, I mean, which means that we've just got a lot of episodes. 
we underway have a lot of stuff to record. slash a shit ton of work to do. Oh my god! Yes, correct. Yeah, I mean to to do my deep dive. I'm just gonna I'm gonna have to watch each series again. Hundred um, percent. Oh, I think we should. I mean, if we're gonna do a deep dive, it obviously has to be once the season is over. And yeah. and it, it's helpful once the season over, is over because it allows it to actually just focus yes. on an individual thing rather than have to watch everything all together. Man, there's just there's just so much right now. Mm-hmm. I got to get my English writing chops oh, yeah, back up. Your, your course back yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. I, to, <laughs> I got to look at my past essays and figure out how to write again. <laughs> uh, that's all I got. Oh. I think it's time to end it. Sorry, I'm yawning because I'm so tired. I got to edit this. Um, so... The sooner we end it, this the less there is to edit. So I think I will start to I will start the ending right now. Uh, thank you so much yep. to our listeners for sticking around with part two of our uh, spring twenty twenty one preview. It was a really really long preview, but I think it was warranted because it's been a great season so far. So I I hope for those of you that aren't that aren't watching any of the shows or haven't heard of the sh- some of the shows that we were talking about over the past two episodes. Hopefully we convinced you to at least give some of them a try, or if our explanation for some of them, like really, really got to you, then you're welcome, I guess, in a way. And um, thank you for except yeah. my explanation. <laughs> I'm going to <laughs> bitch about it to you once we stop recording. Uh, <laughs> oh. um, also make sure to, uh, you know, Follow us on our social media because we didn't do a plug on mm-hmm. this one. Yeah, make sure to follow us on two. Twitter and Instagram. Make sure to drop a follow on yes. Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, give us a rating if you think we did a good job. If it's a bad rating, then don't leave a rating. <laughs> <laughs> if, it, if it's a bad rating, just message yeah, us. Then just message us. Yeah. That'll be enough. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. All right, you guys, we'll leave it there. <laughs> Thank you so much. Stay healthy. Uh, stay safe. Uh, be nice to one another unless they're being dumb. <laughs> Then is that take the, the message? Is that the message we're leaving with? I don't us? know. No, no, take the high road. <laughs> be good. Yeah, be um, good. Be good. Yeah, do what you think is right. Um, don't spare. don't smoke. There you go. Look both ways before crossing the street. Yes. Don't talk to don't strangers. Don't talk to strangers unless it's a cute high school girl sitting by the street. Then maybe call the police. Mm-hmm. Don't don't maybe don't take her yeah. in. Um. And, and watch to your wear your masks. Oh yeah, and watch to your eternity. <laughs> and watch to your eternity. Yes. All correct. right. We'll leave it there. Thanks a lot, you guys. We'll see you later. Bye. <laughs>